You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Mountain Swarf Football Podcast, MWR.com. We're always there. We're always doing stuff. We're working on things all the time. Joined by Matt over there. Myself, Jeremy. Uh, Matt, uh, we're doing football here, but we don't have football, but we're still going to talk football. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Well, I mean, there's, there's, it's not like there's an absence of football. So we got that going for us. Correct. I've been watching some NFL. Josh Allen already doing good stuff this morning. So good for him. Former true. cowboy. But yeah, we, we had some football over the weekend. Uh, there's some Sunbelt. Uh, was there American football, actually? I don't know. They've been postponing games left and right, so I have no clue. Really. This past weekend, I believe the only team to play, or rather yesterday, we're recording this on September 13th. I think the only team that played yesterday, if Tulane? I remember correctly, was South Florida. Okay. Oh, and Tulane, I think. Okay. Didn't they Tulane lose? came back to win. They they almost lost. They almost pulled a San Diego State for South Alabama, right? That's, yeah. I'm just saying. Sorry, Aztec fans, but it's a thing. <laughs> so what we're doing today, there's a couple of things we'll talk about. <laughs> Which is good news, I guess, throughout the week. I didn't really pay attention until, was it Brett Bergerman from the Colorado Springs Gazette kind of did a couple, uh, went a bit beyond. But we'll get to that. Air Force, um, we'll talk about that later. But they actually kept Army and Navy on the schedule. But we'll get to that in a minute. So first thing I want to get to, because we're going to see if this will be an hour, but probably not, because without football, we're not going to do it. But one thing I'm talking about, Mountain West early in the week, Matt, as you probably read too, they're kind of a... They put out a bunch of words is the best way to put it, right? Mm-hmm. They formed a paragraph and a statement about, here's what we're trying to do to maybe return to play without giving any specific concrete details, right? Yeah. Is this good news or bad news that they're actually doing this? Like, they give out a statement, they say something, but it doesn't really say a dang thing. I mean, I think it's probably a good thing, just because I think the, I think the expectation, and I don't think the Mountain West is alone in this, is that... You know, if a league has the capacity to come back at some later date, I mean, I think across the board, the expectation is they will find a way to do something like that. So, like, even though the statement that they put out is relatively boilerplate and bland and is, you know, a lot, a lot of words to essentially provide <laughs> zero details. Exactly. Um, you know, I think, you know, the fact that nobody made them put out that statement, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I feel, I feel like the fact that they're doing it now, you know, is a way of kind of tele- te- telegraphing to me that, like, they're kind of keeping themselves apprised of the situation so that way they can make it more informed opinions later on. Yeah, you're not having – and there's nobody suing San Diego State or Boise State to play football, like the Big Ten, which is uh, – we got a moment to talk about them in a second year, but it's not a complete mess – or like the Pac-12, or I'm not too familiar with the MAC, but I don't think the MAC has had any schools where are freaking out 
to play football because the Mountain West and Mac, they're ten million for the league, whatever they get per season, mm-hmm. is arguably I don't say arguably, but you can make the case it's more needed than the fifty million per school Big Ten teams are going are missing out, or the twenty five or thirty million Pac twelve are missing out on because yeah. their margins are so thin. Now, if it's more than one year, there's other money issues with that, but there's nobody in the league saying. Besides, we see our Twitter. We see who replies on there, and with some nonsense, I've been hitting that mute button pretty hard the past couple weeks, and people are just stupid. I'm going to say it. And our mentions about trying to make the case why you should play, but the statement itself, what I took from it after kind of going through, it's like let's try to read through the lines here. Like they basically start off saying, you know, a month after they've postponed sports or whatever you want to put into it, put a pause on it. Challenges remain, which we've seen. Like Matt, how many just last night? Army versus BYU. I cover BYU for my other job here. It's like that game's postponed in two weeks because there's an issue with uh, BYU. They mentioned a small case of uh, contract tracing within BYU football program, Mm -hmm. which is not good, but games are postponed left, right. Or you get the, uh, was it Baylor-Houston game get added last second yesterday to Fox next weekend? Like there's yeah, it's big, essentially like all in a week, and I think it was Spencer Hall who, who put out the tweet, and I'm assuming it was at least in part in jest, but mostly serious that you know we now that we know how easy it is to schedule, yeah, we should never hear about how hard it is to schedule ever again. Exactly, or it's like college basketball, like college basketball has been a thing forever. Yes, they schedule stuff ahead of time, but there's times like maybe not now, but like mid-August, teams are looking for games. But it's also like, go back to Solid Robo, listen to them. Like they mentioned a month ago, let's have flex scheduling on the fly, and it's here, and I love what's going It's just so unique to watch. It's hard to keep track, but it's kind of a fascinating thing. But you're right, scheduling, I don't want to see Boise State, Florida State schedule for 2041 in Albertson Stadium, or whatever it's going to be called, or new Boise Home University State field or playoffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the scheduling thing, it's like, come on. So what they're doing right now, so like get the schedule stuff going on, like that's very unique. But nothing's changed. So for within the Mountain West, because there's games left or right, I can't keep track. Like BYU Army, La Tech's changed game to Baylor, Houston, we mentioned. Um, there'll be many more games that go in season that will be changed. Like there's been a bunch of AAC games that have been postponed or pushed back. The TCU SNU game got mm-hmm. something happened to it, canceled, postponed, who knows. But reading through what it says, in my opinion, going through what it says, it looks like it's going to be what they say here. Um, let me get the exact quote here because I kind of paraphrased in the blurb I put out here on the site I wrote up on real quick. But it goes, um, there's a meeting September 16th, which is going to be a big deal in a couple days. That's going to tell us a lot more things with the NCAA Division I Council, um, including framework for football, which did we talk about how they wanted to do the eight-game schedule in 13 weeks? Is that what we talked about last week for a minute? Yes. Okay, so we talked about that. That's probably going to be included in there. Men's and women's basketball and other rescheduled fall sports, which – there's not many fall sports. I think there's water polo, cross country. I want to say men's soccer is a fall sport as well, I believe. There's not many fall sports, really. But they're going to figure out a plan for that. But winter sports, Mountain West, saying winter sports and spring sports are currently expected, excluding basketball, proceed as planned. Which is a good thing, right? That's like the best thing I took out of it. They want all this winter sports, so you have your, your baseball um, I, I guess swimming is a winter sport. Swimming is weird because it starts now and goes through like March. So it's a year-long thing. But like baseball, softball, women's soccer, all sorts of these other games, women's water polo, um, other sports I'm not thinking of that they, they participate in that start like in November and December. They're looking to go on as planned. And that's I think that's the highlight of what they put out. Yeah. And so what do we do? I guess then there's basketball and football. To me, my takeaway from football, they're looking to start sometime in January. I don't see any wording, any little workaround or anything to say they're going to start before. But 
that's my thought. But what do you think? You mentioned Matt. If other conferences start playing, are they going to come up and join? Say the Big Ten plays, the Pac-12 gets their uh, rapid testing with that company working with, goes through perfectly fine. It's cheap. Do you think the Mountain West would step in and play with them in November or play some games? Like you could play a season, like a twelve-game season if you wanted to. Three games November, or no, just maybe not. Not like three in December, three in January, three in February, and be done by March. With that, with all those leagues, and you would just probably play just within your own conference. I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if they restarted before the end of the year. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. What about it? Like, even if like the Big Ten, what those other two leagues join up around Thanksgiving or December time to start playing? I mean, what incentive would the Mountain West have to rush things just because other people are? If it's, because it would be more likely at that point they'd be doing conference only anyway. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, the reason why the, the MAC and the Mountain West made their judgment to begin with was because, you know, there was enough uncertainty around the pandemic that it didn't seem like a good idea. And granted, we're still like, what, two months away from mid-November, but it doesn't seem to me like anybody's going to be able to figure this out in time. You're right. And also, like, the, like the, the, you know, the risk reward calculus for college football in general hasn't really changed. Like... You know, I've been watching, you know, NFL Red Zone this morning before we started recording, for instance. Same here. And Free preview weekend, come on. <laughs> and it's not a it's not a one-to-one situation. Like, it makes more sense for the NFL to come back and travel and do a lot of the things, that, all the things that college football also does, because mostly because they can afford it. Yeah. And, you know, the people that are assuming that risk are getting paid to do so. So... You know, to me, it's different for a college athlete just because, you know, the 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 incentive for them is not nearly as it's not nearly as high. All right, Matt, let's take a quick time out to uh, tell our listeners about my bookie where we can hook them up over my bookie. We can double your very first deposit winning season means my bookie insane props. Cool. Epic bonuses. Awesome. And some crazy cross sport wagers. So why not mix and match the sports to get a few bucks there? Over at MyBookie, winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. Today, week one of the NFL is here. Thank you. NFL is back. So you have all season long to get an NFL action. Um, got NBA finals coming up. You have Major League Baseball wrapping up, heading into the postseason for themselves. Oh, yeah, you want to get that double the deposit? Here you go. To get in on that action, use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. News players can get up to $1,000 in free play. That's designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Heck, Mount West Podcast here. Go uh, find your favorite former Mount West player and bet on that team for a few bucks. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Again, that promo code overtime and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Hold up. And you know how it is on TV. Wait, there's more? And overtime is going all in for our listeners. We're giving away a $500 cash prize to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. When you make your deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com. One more time. That's overtime at advertisecast.com. $500 will be given away at the end of September. Dude, this is awesome. Put aside if they should get NIL, name, image, likeness type stuff, but put aside just uh, what's in it for – Not, I guess I could say what's in it for them, but like what's their incentive to play if you're just a – a backup right tackle who's a redshirt sophomore. Like, what's incentive of the play this year? Eligibility is, I, I believe it's already c- confirmed or it's going to be. Anybody can play next year, even if you're playing or not. 
But like the NFL, guys who sat out early in the year, like preseason, okay, I'm going to sit out. You'll get paid, what, two, $300,000. That's technically a loan against your future salary. But like there's guys you could opt out. There's still time people can opt out where it's guaranteed or not. But there's ways where if a college student opts out, it's like, well, I'm just going to, I'm not going to play because what's in it for me? And then you have the argument like the NFL, you're right. Like besides being best, they get paid handsomely quite well. Even if you're like a lower level guy, you get a couple hundred grand a year as a rookie. You have great training staff. You're probably responsible enough for the drilling into your head where you're not, you're not in college. Like look at all the campuses that BYU said parties going on. You had North Carolina, Notre Dame, SMU, every any campus in the country had issues. Alabama, Auburn, hundreds of students getting uh, tested positive for COVID. So these guys aren't going out and party. You hope not. I don't know if they're gonna go to the club or whatever. But you know what I mean, like go hang out. But because especially if they're closed and not much to do, it's like they're more responsible and they probably hopefully they get it. But especially the older guys, veterans, maybe the younger guys may have a. Man, I want to go do something. I'm going to hang out. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a, a new NFL guy. I'm a new town. I'm go meet the people. Go hang out in the city. But hopefully, they realize that's not the case. That they should kind of hang at home because all they're doing is going to their practice facility, traveling on their team charter, their team hotel. It's like they're doing everything where they're by themselves. Like they're doing what they can. Then they go home to their families, and typically, that's hopefully, probably, if you're in college, and I'm not sure what campuses matter having in person or not. But if you go to a class. That's even a third full of 300 kids. That's still 100 people at an auditorium, like entry-level class, like your basic English or math lecture-type class that are 100, 200, 300 kids in there. Um, You're doing that. You're going out and about. You might be living with people who aren't on the football team or your same team. You want to go hang out and do stuff. You're not going to be confined. Like, when my buddy, he went to BYU, they played Navy. He covers BYU sports, BYU football for a website I work for, radio, TV stuff. He went out there. He was not allowed to do they, like they're doing the best they can. Like teams that are playing, like he couldn't go to the team hotel. He couldn't meet with be even their post game press conference. He was even though he's at the game with like a dozen other people, it was still a video conference. Him in a press box asking questions after the game. So they're yeah. doing their things, but NFL, you get the money and stuff. College, if you get it, like you're, I don't say you're screwed, but it's a if you get something an adverse effect from COVID, a heart issue or long things, which is a real possibility and a real thing, like you're done even if you're a really good guy and you weren't happy like you're the young guy like i mentioned you may break out in year two because there's a glutton of people in front of you you don't have that chance anymore if you play and something happens exactly and so it's like come on what are they doing like i don't we so your final thoughts so the big 10 has their meeting today they're supposed to meet sunday if they make any change of course you don't think it'll impact the mountain west at all no okay i just think is there, what's 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 the deal with the big 10 are they just what are they doing, Matt? What's up with them? I don't know. Can you explain what they're doing? I don't know. They're bending the public will. Sure. They're, they're they. It's yeah. It's it's weird. When you have senators who are saying just play football and people posturing for votes, it's pretty obvious what some people are doing. Like I get it. Like if football is play. Like here's the thing. Like I'll tell you. Like you, me, and other guys in the site, we're talking about during the summer. Like well, what are we gonna do? My plan was let's just go for forward and see what happens. Like if there's games we play. I think you and me and a lot of people would still be questioning playing, but we'd still kind of go forward and kind of go with what the games were going. Like we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna shun away if they were playing. We're just hopefully they're doing it safely as possible. Mm-hmm. And so, if I don't, so I don't, I don't want to say put a final verdict, but you, I think I'm with you. If they play, it's not until sometime in January to play some yeah. sort of a. I feel season. like I've been pretty staunch about this <laughs> since the, hey, since we started talking about it. Not everybody listens every week, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just get out there because, like, there's stuff. It's plus, like we said, this thing is like week to week. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Um, should we get to maybe where we might actually have football, not Air Force? Yeah, let's do that. So I never, I kind of noticed this. Like I looked at some websites. I forget which one exactly. But they mentioned like some teams that are still playing. And they put Air Force. I'm like, why is Air Force still playing? Like scheduled to play. If you go to the official website, guys, Air Army and Navy are still scheduled to be played. It hasn't been removed from the schedule. Mm-hmm. So, and then we've seen, if you watch their social media this week, they've actually put out their, like, um, the Commander-in-Chief trophy is going to happen. They put a runway, a picture of the tunnel down the runway. What is your inkling the thought of? What are they trying to do here? I mean, <laughs> you know, I think it's kind of a reflection of the first public statement that the athletic director, Nate Pine, put out in, like, early August, which is about a month ago now, mm-hmm. that... You know, because this, the, like the physical standards or like the you know the physical benchmarks that people at the academies, all three of them, have to meet anyway, is uh, you know that hasn't changed regardless of whether there is football or not. But you know, we see all around the Mountain West that teams are still practicing and things like that, even if they aren't preparing for any games in particular. Not seeing the state, they had a pause on activities. They had a mini outbreak. Although, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, though, because I saw the, the quote that you included from Ken Neumatolo, <laughs> the, head coach, the, the head coach at Navy, talking about Air Force training specifically to beat Navy. But it's like, I guess it's just a matter of interpretation because, you know, people, you know, it doesn't, you know, if, if they had played in week one, would he have yeah. said the same thing rather than if they were playing in like, mid-October, whenever they were originally scheduled to play. Real quick, you know what Coach K needs to worry about? Actually, did you watch the BYU-Navy game at all? I did not. So, early in the game, Navy apparently did not practice any blocking or tackling at all during preseason. So, maybe he should focus on that. There you go. So, but sorry, continue. No, I was just saying, like, I think it's maybe a little bit disingenuous to frame it like that, just because, you know, you can't, I mean, what was he, what is he going to do? Is he going to ask the Falcons or any other team to just like what stop practicing until two weeks before whatever game is scheduled? Like, what happens if the game has to be postponed or something like that? What happens if they have to push it up? Things like that. So, to me, I think he's kind of missing the point when he says that. I think he's just kind of posturing. Yeah. Also, those quotes are not recent. They're from I guess whatever you want to return recent and, well, a month ago. Also, also, yeah, the American is playing. Nobody made Navy play football. They made that decision themselves. They could have mm-hmm. opted out like Old Dominion mm-hmm. did with Conference USA. Correct. There's teams that opt out to play. Or it could be like Air Force opting to possibly play these two games. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the thing. It's like, if he's, I get it. Like, that's their, like, I know Navy's new to the American Conference. Like, they're not, their main goal has always been, we got Notre Dame every year because we saved their bacon during, right after World War II, so we'd actually play somebody. So we played, they returned the favor. We played them forever. They don't got, the, they don't have that this year, but their main goals are, Basically, Commander Chief, Notre Dame, and then whatever happens to the American. So yeah. I, I get this thing where he, he's newish to being in the conference, and his priorities are still, I still think, the, norm, the Navy's number one priority. I'm not sure if it's Air Forces, but Navy's is to win the Commander Chief. And so I can see how he could be a bit peeved about it, but it's like, also, dude, we're dealing with something that happens like once a century. Get over it. It's like, prepare your team like every week. They're practicing as much as everybody else. They're just maybe not getting banged up or whatever, but it's like, coach, you're right. You didn't have to play football. You got blasted by a BYU team that looks to be pretty good because you decided not to practice. Don't take it out in the Air Force if they want to actually practice, and they have the same conditions you have because if you're in a, a Naval Academy or, or some sort of Armed Forces base, 
you're not going anywhere, so you're stuck there too. So your guys are probably healthy. So maybe work on that first. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to look week in and week out like you did against the Cougars, maybe it's not in your best interest to play at all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I know that's the point. It's like if you're not going to like, I don't know, that's not the crap on Kenny Bartolo, but if you're not going to practice, then don't expect to be close in games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like so. I don't know. It's like so. Then they got Army, but one interesting thought I didn't put in the article. I'd link to it, but there's the most interesting about there. Did you see how players can kind of like defer for a semester? I did not see anything about that. So they, he's trying to get a um, – I'm on the wrong page here. But they were trying to get some information because it's hard to get – even doing like grammar or FOIA requests, it's hard to get that info because it's a not just a private institution, essentially a government institution. <laughs> so you're mm-hmm. not getting – you're getting some info out there, but you're not – like what did you see now? Like we know um, Donald Hammond's not on the football roster, but apparently there's a master roster, which I don't know what that really means, but – He's on that, which could be could might mean like a cadet roster for the university. Hmm. But one thing they noted, because as I mentioned before, man, everybody can have one year off essentially. And so if they're going to play, they could be out with as many as 40 people. Hmm. Because I'm trying to get the exact wording here so I don't incorrectly. But but the term is like, not deferring, but... Um, so, oh, here we go, yeah. So it says multiple sources informed the Gazette that many sophomores, juniors, and seniors on the football team Possibly as high as 40, have applied for an administrative turnback. The turnbacks were created to give kid. Oh, come on, freaking pop ups. What? Pop ups go. Matt, I'm. Jeez, that ruined my flow of everything. I'm not happy. <laughs> Two pop ups? Because no, I'm not subscribing to your AM and PM newsletter. Sorry. I'm not going to do it here. Okay. As number as high as 40, the turnbacks were created to give cadets facing personal hardships an opportunity to separate from the academy for a semester, putting them on track to graduate in nine semesters instead of eight. Mm-hmm. So in the case of football players, this would mean leaving leaving in spring to be able to play in fall. So like the extra eligibility thing comes into play. So if they're going to play this year, that's – 40 is probably – I know Academy has different numbers, but what's that, a third, third of their team, 40% of their team, the roster? Do they want to play Roughly, yeah. with minus 40 players? That would be interesting. I don't know. It's like I didn't know they could do that. They could definitely be digging deeper into their roster than they normally would under those circumstances. I know. So it's like I I don't know if they'll play. But one thing, too, they're going to make an announcement next week, apparently, from the the Navy said. Because they put out a release like, we should have an announcement on the clarity of the Navy game next week. Um, The Navy game is, what, October 3rd, I want to say? I think it's early October. Mm -hmm. So there's that that game. And so – we're September. We're recording what September thirteenth, right, Matt? Is that today's date? Yes. So October third. They're basically three weeks away. So there's a chance there could be Air Force football this year. Would you like to put a percentage on that happening? Uh, I mean, it's it's one thing to talk about a full season and another thing to talk about two games. Sure. So I think I would be more optimistic about that happening than like a full season. So I'm going to say. 60%? Okay. Um, I was going to say coin flip, essentially, because who knows what's going to happen. But I could see... I Okay, I'll put it this way. I would be... From what we see now, because Navy doesn't respond... Or, excuse me. Air Force doesn't respond just because. They usually mm-hmm. just don't respond if they don't have to, to anything. Yeah. So, if they say there's an announcement, clear, a clarity of the game next week, that points to me they're going to try to play at some point this year. And I would think so, yeah. That, I, I would lean more, more, much more likely that they're going to maybe change my prediction from coin flip, but much more likely they're going to play than not play. If they play Navy, great. If they play Army again in the year, great. So 
I guess is our only hope for fall football in the Mountain West, Matt Army, for the Commander Chief Trophy, right? Seems like it, yeah. Uh, would, would this impact? I don't think it would, but do you think this would impact them in the spring at all? Or would it not matter because you can basically get away with, like SCS schools, like North Dakota State's played, I think, one game now, or they did play the game, I don't recall, and then they're going to do their spring season. I don't think it's going to impact anything, right? Hard to say. I mean, because it, it will depend on whether the Mountain West is fully intent on trying to make this spring season they better standardized. You know, like if they are expecting teams to play six games or eight games or whatever that number is, then maybe. But then at the same time, you know, you're dealing with two non-conference games versus like a what will probably be an exclusively conference slate. So mm-hmm. I I'm tempted to say that it won't make much of a difference. No, I just but, mean, like, will they allow them to play? Like, I don't see the impact in playing at all. I don't really see any reason why they wouldn't. They'd be dumb to do it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like get your team out there. Like, in these games, like, there's a chance <laughs> because the uh, BYU Army game, Army's as CBS uh, Sports Network and so is Mountain West. Like, would they put – would Fox pick up one of these games or over there CBS pick up these two games? I think they'd they might. Have in, they have in the past. Yeah, I know, see, I know Army – was Army, I think Army, one of these games has been on regular CBS. But I'm just saying, with the lack of games, and with it being kind of a... I know it's not the same as Army-Navy, but they're still the academies. You'd think they may want to try. I don't know what they'll do, but I, mean, I, I think, think... I think so, because, you know, in the past... And there was an article that I was writing over the offseason that ended up kind of going nowhere, um, oh. where I took a deep dive into TV ratings and what I can say, from what I, or at least from what I can recall of games between, you know, Air Force and the other service academies in particular... Those instances where the Falcons were playing either Army or Navy on CBS, mm-hmm. as compared to like CBS Sports Network, which is where it usually takes place, um, those were among the better non-conference games anywhere uh, over the last six or seven years. And so I think that if that is an incentive for CBS to you know have counter programming with you know, other games that Fox Pending is SEC, having. Problem is, SEC is going all conference schedule, so it might be tough. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, I think that, you know, if it, you could do a lot worse when it comes to getting eyeballs onto the screen. I'm betting what would happen, because I'm looking at the two games right now, because I was thinking about, too, like, right now, the Army Air Force game is scheduled to be 9.30 Mountain Time, so 11.30 Eastern mm-hmm. at our, at West Point. remember, one's on the road, so I see you both yeah, at home. Yeah. But with the Navy Air Force game, I put out there Fox, CBS. I guarantee what's going to happen, though, because the only games out west are crappy old UTEP in the Mountain Time Zone and BYU. And so I could see that in October 3rd games. I think BYU, their schedule takes, like, a big gap. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but there's a couple weeks where they don't play. So I'm betting they'd put that game on an evening, like, like 8, 8 o'clock tip p.m. or kickoff. Mm-hmm. So that's probably that game will land. But we'll see our Air Force Army. But it, if these two games happen, it'd be great. And what I don't want to see, like, what will happen, I'm pretty sure we can see where this is going. If they play, would this cause the uproar from universities or schools to say, hey, if Army and Air Force can play, or Navy, why can't we go out and play something? Like, I, that's, that's going to happen, right? I mean, probably. I have I have no idea. We should have mentioned you can go ahead and say yes. <laughs> I think, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, then yes. Because you're already seeing it from teams that aren't playing, even though... From my perspective, they're being totally disingenuous when it comes to the arguments that they're framing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm thinking of Ryan Day, the Ohio State yeah. head coach, when I say that. Oh, geez, him, yeah, oh my gosh. Because it's not like this situation that we are in is going anywhere anytime soon. 
Exactly. And him saying, I want to answer, like the big, his statement was so contradictory. I want to hear why. He's like, I get it. It's a health thing. It's the, He lists off like two to four things of he understands why they're not playing, why they're not playing. But then he goes on to say, I want to answer why they're not playing. Like, dude, you just rattle off the reasons you're not playing. What else do you want? Like, I get that they're not the Pac-12 who put out a 12-page PDF of explaining step-by-step why they're not going to play. The Big Ten yeah. screwed themselves by not doing something like that. For First off, it wasn't unanimous, but like, there's people, there's that, there's people who frame the argument about, well, the dumbest argument I've seen, like the CDC doesn't help themselves either, saying, well, technically only 7 or 6% died exclusively of COVID. I'm like, well, that's the case, but <laughs> yeah. if, if you have heart issues, if you can't breathe, if you're overweight, if you have diabetes, if you have any sort of lung or chest, even technically I could be a high risk, I had an open door economy where they had to take a Basically, sorry, this might be a little graphic, but a ice cream scoop inside my lungs to peel off stuff that's stuck to my lungs. So technically, I could be at a high risk or something. So what do you say? It's, it's so what do you say? It's like oh, they had, they got COVID, but they died from a heart heart issues. Was it COVID yeah. heart issues? Well, it's all together. It's not one or the other. Or it's like I put an example, which may not have been the best, but it's like if you have like HIV or AIDS, so your immune system is compromised. You're not, yes, you may have gotten the flu or pneumonia and died, but why did you really die from? From the other issue instead of con- combined it. So those type of arguments, like, come on, people. It's like, be, I know people are smarter than this. You know what I mean? I would hope, well, should I rephrase it, Matt, so we hope people are smarter than this to realize? There's too many. Thank you. <laughs> there's a lot of issues out there, but if they play, like, there will be some uproar here and there. But here's the thing, too, Matt. You're on California. Besides just COVID being an issue, you can't breathe or you basically look like you're living on Mars, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm sure everybody's kind of seen the pictures from San Francisco and all that. Um, where I am in the Central Valley here in Fresno, it hasn't been much better. It's been essentially, by air quality standards, it's been unhealthy uh, for, uh, let's say, three weeks now. Um, I, had to, I had to travel four hours to find blue skies. Let's put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> which way east kind of, uh to the coast okay so question, which way, and, and even and, and and i'm glad i did it when i did it because now the coast is exactly like it is here nice. i woke up this morning and it looked like the uh it, like it looked like a creamsicle outside oh boy like you know that the kind of mm-hmm. the, the like light orange color um i wanted to take a picture of it and put it on twitter but my camera wouldn't allow for it yeah i saw people they had to adjust their settings to like no this is what it really looks like don't fix it for me yeah, and there's a really interesting article in the Atlantic as to why that is. That's kind of beside the point, but um, yeah, it's just it's it's a rough situation. And I mean, I think that you know, for athletes, it may be more manageable. But I mean, I don't want to say that that's universal, just because you know, every every individual is different. You know, like I I went outside to run a couple errands yesterday and I felt fine, but you know, my fiance did, and it she said that it made her feel sick after like one or two minutes. And what's not to say that you know, some athletes that might not be susceptible, like especially if they have like asthma or similar kinds of conditions, things like that. Well, there's talk. I don't know if, if we're doing NFL opening weekend Sunday recording this, but the Cowboys are at the Chargers tonight in LA. And then there's the, is it the Monday night game? Is that also in California? One of the- uh, Well, actually the Chargers, I think you meant the Rams. The Chargers are in Cincinnati this afternoon. Oh, sorry. So, oh, so yes. Well, they they, made, they change their freaking logo, the Ram. You know what I mean? It looks like the Chargers logo. They look very similar now. So, yeah, I know Dallas <laughs> is playing out in L.A. tonight. There's word of that game. Was it San Francisco playing Arizona? Is that the other one? Yes. Is that today? This afternoon? 
or is that this, this afternoon? There was talk about, I guess at this point, we're recording 11.45 a.m. Pacific at the moment, so I doubt there's going to be a change. Cowboys game can maybe change. They could change day of and reschedule, but there's talk moving the game to Arizona instead of flip-flopping since they're divisional foes. But, like, you can't play football. Forget COVID. You can't even breathe. The index level is, like, 180, whatever the health is. And for some reason, NFL says it needs, like, 200 to play. It's like there's a million reasons. Like, any college game out west probably would have been canceled this weekend. Because we had that, I would think so, was yeah. it last year, two years ago, that San Jose State game and Nevada game got switched? Like, mm-hmm. there would be no games being played on the West Coast. Like, I'm surprised, honestly. I'm out here in Utah. I usually see, eventually, the smoke and fire and stuff coming. I'm surprised. Like, by our, our sky, it could be impacted this far out east from, from you. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of that, which is weird. Because there's sometimes there's fires, like, or, that come. We see the smoke and stuff covering our sky. I don't know why that's the, not the case now. Because those fires are pretty bad. Like, there's a million reasons not to play football. It's like, can we just take a mulligan? Come on, let's just wait till January and play. And who doesn't want football in January where it's a nice 75 degrees? You know what I mean? Out in San Diego, playing at UNLV, playing in San Jose where it's Hawaii. And it was going to be in Hawaii and Valentine's Day to play college football, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who don't want that? All right. Um, should we move on to our final topic since we're going bouncing? This one's going to be like every week, guys. We're going to kind of go, let's find like three good topics and hopefully it's stretched out to 45 minutes. There you go. The big one here, which. This is going to cost some feathers. The American uh, – did you – first off, did anybody, including you, Matt, obviously you're allowed to answer since you're here, did you look at Jerry Palm's preseason bull projections or what I like to call throwing a dart at any game available? Mm-hmm. Did you take a look at those? Uh, not too closely, no. But can you imagine what they look like, right, with no Pac-12, no Big Very Ten? Very bizarre, I'm sure. So yeah. let's just look at one game here really quick. Um no, that's, that's fairly normal. Um, the uh, Citrus Bowl normal. Sorry. The Holiday Bowl is my big example. Was Arkansas State versus um, Miami of Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what's up with what, like What's the deal? You have all these weird bowl games. Virginia Tech and UAB in the Pinstripe Bowl. You have all these weird Pac-12, like Holiday Bowl, Alamo Bowl games where it's like, do you want to see a Western Kentucky versus Georgia State bowl game, Matt? I'm sure somebody out there would. Parents? The, re- the real diehards would be able to appreciate that. Like, did Kansas beat Coastal Carolina? I didn't look. Did Kansas win last night versus Coastal Carolina? They did not. Ah! <laughs> okay, th- I'm laughing for two reasons. I lost to Coastal Carolina. So I'm on the bowl page. I click on the – I want to see their schedule. So I click on the hyperlink of Kansas football on CBS Sports. The page that comes up, fumble. Whoops, it looks like this page has been moved or deleted. <laughs> eh. But my point being – the bowl game, bowl system is going to be weird. But my t- article I wrote about was like, um, and this is before, I guess, the bowl games here, or whatever new projections they have, that they'll do it weekly. But it, when you look at it, it's like, it's weird to see all these games to play. It's cool. It'd be great if all they could be played and more football, because this basically ensures everybody gets one more game, I believe, because mm-hmm. there's, what, 40-something bowl games and only 76 teams playing. So I think yeah. everybody gets a game this year, essentially, like everybody got a car from Oprah that one time. But what's really concerning for the Mountain West is – we know the American is a good conference. I put, when I wrote, I put them. Do you think the American just slightly ahead of the Mountain West overall, Matt? Is that where you kind of put them at? Uh, I mean, I guess it's it's close, right? Yeah, I think it's closer than a lot of other people think it is. Agree. I would say it's the case too. There's, a, it, I think they might be. I don't know. We want to say more top heavy, but then Air Force got ranked last year at the end of the season. We've seen hmm. three Mountain West teams be ranked. But my big concern was like. If, they're, if the college football playoff and everything is going as planned, like, we'll talk about the Sun Belt. We'll see if – because, again, Louisiana, they had, we're supposed to play Wyoming this year. That would have been a pretty good matchup we're missing out on. 
they end mm. up winning their um, SEC opponent. Was Ole Miss they played, beat? Uh, you know what? I don't know that off the top of my head. We should know this better. But they won games. Sunbelt did pretty good. No, they, it was Iowa State. That's what it was. That's right. They're ranked Iowa State team. They beat yesterday. But point being, Cincinnati, Fiesta Bowl. Memphis, Peach Bowl. Citrus Bowl, UCF. All these teams like are getting pushed up the pecking order, which is fine because they're playing. But how does this? What do you think the perception changes? Because if they get two near six teams in there, what if they win both of those? Are they going to somehow make the playoff because there's no undefeated team from any major conference and they're sitting there with a? They may beat up on each other because we've seen that. But like, what if Memphis or Cincinnati goes ten and zero? They're undefeated. I think everybody else has like one or two losses. Like, what if they get a playoff team? Like. I don't want to say it's not legit, but it's not when you're missing two power conferences and probably at least maybe two other teams that could be ranked from the Mountain West. If you're missing two power conferences, then of course it's not legit. Okay, I'm just saying. I want, I want people to hear it out loud. I think it's. I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward. I mean, you know, like if they put together like a, a challenging non-conference schedule, then yeah, that's fine. But you know, Memphis. Who did Memphis play in week one? They struggled to beat Arkansas State. So, and and which is not to say that Arkansas State isn't a bad team. They're, They're a pretty, pretty good, team. good team, I would say, overall in the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. But that's not the kind of opponent you need in order to make it to a college football playoff, especially since at some point when they get to conference play, they're going to have to deal with their own dregs, and that's mm-hmm. going to anchor them. That's going to, you know, keep them from rising too far. Yeah. I just, I, I get, like, if you in deep into football like we are, but if you're some random person who's like a bandwagon Temple fan, yeah, Power Six, and we got look at that, we got two teams in the New Year's Six game. They're like, calm down. Like, yeah, what I would, what we'd want to happen would part of it too. It's money too. Like if they're getting a similar payout, which seems to be the case, I don't know how that's gonna be adjusted if whatever uh, fan base can go or ticket sales and all that stuff. That's part of the part of the way they pay these teams the payouts and stuff. So like, all right, if they get the same pay, that's four or five million per. They could they could be getting like an extra ten million dollars maybe because well maybe not that much but maybe double their bowl output because they get two in there every other game goes up like the Citrus Bowl pays more money um, they get more t- they basically get every team in a bowl game like if you're getting like how nice would it be even if it's two hundred thousand dollars for like the bottom four of your conference and bringing in bottom five bringing in a million bucks top mm-hmm. end increases as well they're getting maybe fifteen million like let's just say it's a million per school, like up to 20 plus million dollars because they get two near six teams in there. Like that's going to be an impact as well. And it, you know, what's going to be used against negative recruiting types of a glow. Look at us, Cincinnati. We had two teams. Like you'll see Tulane, Temple, Navy, all South Florida, all these schools that are since like, in the, in the uh, Americans. Hey, look at this. We can get two teams in the college football, New Year's six, New Year's six bowl games. Why come here instead of whatever school X is going to be like that too. Is more they're only projecting one ACC team, in, or I guess two because no, no, your name, but really just one ACC team. You know what I mean? It's like we're better than ACC. We got one team. We got more teams than they did. Yeah. So how do how do you counter that, Matt? What do you tell them? I mean, you just. Re- I mean, all we have is context. Okay. You know, it's just a different kind of context this time around. The fact that ha- nearly half of college football isn't playing right now. So is that how the other leagues get around it? That's true, but. I don't know. It's just something where I'm like, you know, it's going to be, maybe it's just us is going to be loud on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like the where it can be concerning if you're on TV, like that's part of it too. If you're on watching college football live or game day, or whatever, Hey, look at this Cincinnati American or Cincinnati temple or not temple. Keep using them. Memphis, whatever UCF. 
three teams in the top ten. It's going to come around every week. You know, they're in the playoff contention. Are they going to make a playoff? This is the you've already heard now. If this is the year they're going to make the playoff, it's the year. And it's not. It's a fake playoff. You know what I mean? It's a fake New Year's Six bowl game for half these teams. Mm-hmm. Like if you just look at say the the new AP poll came out, like ten teams dropped: Ohio State, Michigan, Utah, Oregon, all the big. Um, I only get any Boise State te- or Mountain West or Boise was ranked, but four to four to ten teams have been knocked out because they're not playing, and that's like a bunch of the Big Ten, Wisconsin, all those teams. Like, how can you say it's a real thing if you're fighting against teams that are typically? Tw- you know what I mean? Like you're missing a third of the a third of the top twenty five. Mm-hmm. Even if you'd say three of those teams aren't going to be ranked, okay, let's just say Utah, Wisconsin, and some other team, Michigan's not ranked for some reason. That still leaves you. Some other good teams that are that are ranked in the schedule, you know what I mean? Ranked in the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. How we like? Well, how do we fight this? How are we going to tell people? Just say it's not real. It's fake. That's not what people want to hear. I don't want to hear. I hate the fake news thing. Like, but this isn't real. Like this, well, it's, it's a, not. It's not real. But I mean, it's just. It's, I mean, that's a binary. That's probably not the best. I know. I, it's I, just like something different. <laughs> the situation is so different that you cannot use the same standards that you normally would. I hope people can realize that. Also, do you see the SECs or ACCs? Like, well. If, to have us have a complete season, we need at least eight teams to play and finish. So they're mm-hmm. already planning for attrition to happen. Like, do you think there's going to be a t- another team that just drops and doesn't play football this fall that's already started to play? Probably. You think so? Do you, I mean, I don't know who it would be, but yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, that's something I think about, too, because SEC doesn't start for two more weeks. So they're kind of you pushing. I mean, you don't have to look too far to see that there are still plenty of hot spots out there where, you know, all it takes is one person for the virus to impede on an entire team. Yeah, we see, like, just example, BYU canceling that game that's two weeks away because they, they quote, a small contract tracing issue or whatever if people, who knows how that happened. There's parties on the news here in Provo, like 200 people, 300 people hanging out and not caring, not a care in the world. Mm-hmm. So, so am I overreacting about this in match? So should I be more tempered and say no big deal? Or do we, or do we need to kind of put some counter campaign against American as we normally do all, every well, year, I mean, every week. <laughs> I mean, in, in some regards, it's business as usual. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, but do we just want to root for them to lose every week now? Is that our plan? Like, go. Isn't, isn't that what we normally do? I, I, okay. You're right. Maybe it's just business as usual. It's business as usual. Let's put it that way. How about let's and, have. And besides, we, besides, we have another conference to, to worry about Sunbelt. The Sunbelt. The Sunbelt. Are they going to pass? Could you? Could we see uh, like a Louisiana or App State getting the New Year's Six game over that second American team? I mean, I know I talked about it. We talked about their potential matchup with Wyoming over the offseason. Yeah. Louisiana is legit. Yeah, they shut out Iowa State. I'm looking at it right here, 31-14. They shut them out in the second half, outscored them 21-0. to Yeah, and Arkansas State, who we talked about a moment ago, even though they lost to Memphis, they went on the road and beat Kansas State yesterday. Mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina gave you know gave everybody kind of a pseudo Hawaii treatment. Went on the road, beat Kansas, which you know let's be real, it's it's Kansas football, so it's not quite the same level. It technically is Big Twelve football, Matt. So exactly, and and it wasn't as though even some of the teams that lost weren't competitive. Like South Alabama, for instance, we mentioned it I think a minute ago, mm-hmm. had a big lead on Tulane. They blew it, but they only lost by three. So, I mean, I th- and, and Georgia Southern had to, you know, they struggled a little bit with the FCS Campbell, but they came back and they, they won that game too. So it's not like the opportunity isn't there for the taking for a conference that maybe has been overlooked in the past. But, you know, if the, if the playing field is a little more level by removing some of the 
upper crust elements from it, then I don't think that you can necessarily ignore the really high quality teams from the Sun Belt. I just wonder, you're correct. I just wonder how, because we talk about the playoff committee, like how they're going to not just pick the playoff teams, but they pick that top 25. So part of the reason what makes it um, non-conference play, like, oh, I can compare, like Clemson and Notre Dame are playing this year. They're playing anyways. Like that was a non-conference game essentially. So, okay, Notre Dame played Clemson. Notre Dame also played whoever else they played. I know they played a couple ACC teams, but like, or look at Oregon and, um, or USC Alabama supposed to play, or Oregon, Ohio State supposed to play. Like, how can you compare Louisiana? They do have the one game, which is a, a problem. That's the best victory any team has at the moment in college football. They beat a ranked team. That's the best victory so far. Like, how much will that carry if Iowa State wins like three games? And so the jumping and picking teams, like moving up and down the polls, even when the playoff committee makes their choices, it's going to be hard to pick with the Sun Belt beating Sun Belt teams and the SEC beating SEC teams. You know who the advantage already goes to. It's going to be even greater. I think if you're going to be a team that moves up in the Sun Belt to pass like the American, it's going to unfortunately probably take a couple losses above, but also just dominating your team. But there's good enough teams. Like Louisiana can beat App State. App State can beat Louisiana. Teams can beat each other. Arkansas State could probably be one of those three as well. It's going to take probably an undefeated Sun Belt team to get there and hope and like – they get their respect and move up. I don't know. It's tough. See, I don't know if that's necessarily the case because App State made the top 25 relatively early last year while also carrying one loss. Okay. And so I think that, you know, if you're talking about especially having to fill a lot of those kind of upper tier bowl slots, you know, nothing says that, you know, even even a Sunbelt team with one quality loss can't, you know, bring into that conversation alongside the Memphis, UCFs, and Cincinnati's to the world. Like, you know, it doesn't, they don't necessarily have to dip into the AAC by itself. I think that the Sun Belt, if they can prove that their top tier teams have staying power, then that just might be an opportunity for them. It could. I just concerned what we know. Like, I know, you know, like every time you see people put their preseason AP, there's like one group of five team. There's yeah. usually what, at least three? They're, they're, they're still doing it all wrong. I know. I'm just saying like there's three to six. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the year, Minimum three. What last year was the most of all? Wasn't six last year? I think it was. Like there was a lot that were. It's mo- usually somewhere between like four and seven. Because yeah, because typically you see probably two American teams usually, right? Um, mm. Two or three, about two Mountain West teams, and then some Sun Belt or MAC team. Like basically, it's one per conference. Like I think five is probably kind of what the average typically is. You have probably mix of two for American, two for Mountain West, and like a MAC or Sun Belt team, and maybe if you want to. Navy is independent, include them, but or Army, I guess. But yeah, there's about yeah. five. I put, a, I put a tweet out there at some point, and I did have to go dig for it. Oh, about that? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh, no, sorry, I thought you were going to say what it was. Um, no, no, I know. No, you... It was a while back. I'd have to. Even you quote tweeted John Wilner and, and Brett McMurphy and everybody saying, hey, you know, there's usually about four to five of these that are getting ranked. No, I remember what you're talking about. But it's that I'm wondering if that's the same type of thing. And so we'll see how it goes. But. Do we need? Have you picked a team yet this year, Matt? Or are we just gonna watch him? Whatever you want to watch, when we have free time. Yeah, it's pretty much the latter. All right. Are we gonna become Air Force fans if they start playing again officially, like even more so than before? <laughs> yeah, I don't see why not. All right. So yeah, that's what, that's all we got for today. So we need to figure out next week and going forward because we're kind of running slim while we're talking about Matt. So maybe that September sixteenth meeting will give us some juice, right? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So we'll see how it goes. So. All right, so check us out, mwr.com. I'm gonna we're gonna start getting some extra stuff out there. Maybe do some hoop stuff because basketball apparently is on plan as well to go forward. So yeah, I'll talk to you next time. Um, again, um, 
our podcast kind of switched platforms a little bit. So if there's an issue anywhere, let us know. We already talked to Spotify. We talked to Stitcher. Matt, Stitcher hasn't updated our podcast in like six months. Huh. Six months. What's the deal with them? Disappointing. I'm very disappointed. Jason used to use them all the time. But typically everywhere else, Pocket Cast, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast, it's been, I think it's been updated. But if you have any issues, just shoot us a tweet, MWC Wire, if it's not out there for any reason or whatnot. But uh, yeah, just um, hopefully a smooth transition. And we'll be back uh, next week to uh, talk about something. So we'll see you then.